about Trying to figure out what it's all about Excellentialist Am I worth anything or just a scout? I don't know That was a great sound of Watson with Outside on WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven Myself Preston with my partner in crime Long Island Raised Elm City Made E-Z Blues Is in the building Easy Blues You're better with introductions more than me Who do we have with us today on Behind the Brand? Ladies and gentlemen, coming out of the pandemic, a lot of us are going and walking through and trying to out how we can find our antidepressants. And, you know, although the answers don't come easy, they can never truly replace what singing in the shower and liberating ourselves can truly do. And for that and that alone, I would like to thank this next artist who has truly taken that journey and wore it upon his artistic sleeves. So I want you to put your hands together, not if you're driving. Please keep your hands at 10 and 2, for we do not need any accidents. But mentally, put your hands together for the fantastic, the amazing, the absolutely just downright wonderful down-home type of guy known as Kohulin. How are you? Hey, thank you guys so much. Thank you, Preston. Thank you, Easy, for that incredible intro. That was hilarious. I've never had an intro like that before where... Wow. Yeah, that was, that was very well done. Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm, uh, I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me on, on, uh, on the show. I'm tuned from my home in uh, Eugene, Oregon, uh, and my very cute dog, Willie Dog Nelson, who is the muse for at least one of the tracks that I think you just mentioned. Uh, he's sitting <laughs> right next to me on, on the floor here. So, oh, yeah, stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's great to have well, you here, man. Some people say that dogs are antidepressants. So <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Oh, oh, definitely. Dogs are the, are, are the best therapists. <laughs> they, they, you can talk to them about anything. They will not judge you. All you got to mm-hmm. do is give them some back rubs, some food, mm-hmm. and you, you got the best best friend in the world. But um, just tell Easy belly and rubs. Belly rubs. Belly rubs. But they just belly like rubs. to be pet. They're dogs, man. I, I See? See? We, we're making it happen. But no, the, the, it, it's it's truly incredible because, um, you know, we, we are out in New Haven, so the, the scene yes, in, in is this type of way. But if you look through the annals of, of music history, a lot of history has come out of the West Coast. A lot of history has come out of mm. Seattle and Washington itself. Um, mm. What is vibe out there? And do you have any uh, aspirations of, uh, you know, jumping across the aisle here and uh, come and hang out in New Haven one of these days? The answer is totally yes. Okay, so a two-part question. What's the vibe out on the West Coast? And will I ever come hang in New Haven? Um, yes. Definitely not with, with you goofballs. No, I'm just kidding. I would yes! come hang with you goofballs. <laughs> Preston. Um, so the vibe, okay, out here, it's starting to get the rainy seasons rolling in. It's, it's, and by the rainy season in the Pacific Northwest, for anybody who hasn't been here, that lasts from approximately October to June. <laughs> so here we are in October, and uh, yeah, the rain has started. And it's, you know, for, it's not for everybody, but I personally love it. Um, and it makes for some really great music, I think, because you're kind of mm. stuck inside. Um, you know, kind of dealing with the grays and the blues of the outside. And um, yeah, I dare say, I'm not sure this next record that I've got coming out could have been made in, you know, Hawaii. If I were living in Hawaii (laughs) with a song like antidepressants on it. Um, Anyways. uh, Yeah. The scene's rad here, man. We just, um, and uh, yeah, I I just uh, played in Seattle and Portland and, and Eugene and, San Francisco on this tour that I kind of just wrapped up a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, actually, the tour was a big national tour. So believe it or not, easy impression. I was in New Haven. I played at this nice. place called I played at this place called Never Ending Books, which I just want to been there. Uh, yeah, been there. Okay, wow. I love that spot. It's like this like anarcho communist like anti establishment uh, yes. bookstore that's like only donations based on State mm-hmm. Street. I want to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, they absolutely rule. I, the, the people there treated me super well. We had like, kind of a packed house, and mm-hmm. it was a very, very good vibe. Um, yeah, I, that was on a, a Thursday. It was right between my New York show and my Boston show, I remember. Nice. And, yep. and uh, they bought my last T-shirt. 
the New York show, they cleaned me out of everything but one large T-shirt. And so when I was at the at the New Haven show up on stage at Neverending Books, I was like, we have CDs and posters and shirt for sale. And <laughs> someone bought, bought the shirt. Um, so, yeah, I, I love New Haven. I would, I'm, I'd love to come back. I, I currently have no plans to, but, you know, okay. I would love to change that. Well, you've got you've got the definitely. new album coming out, so there's definitely mm-hmm. potential for it. You already have, you know, a a history of being kind of out here anyway. And Never Ending Books is just a fantastic place to be. We totally. are we are big fans of the of Never Ending Books. Um, yeah. But I think w- what's incredible is, you know, a lot of people will look at, and that's one of the reasons why we have this show. A lot of people are looking at success, especially in the entertainment industry kind mm. of as you 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 know have that big house on to data all of us mtv cribs mm. um and mm-hmm. you know everything is awesome and look it's more like the red man episode than mm. anything else where it really is just an average house that everything can can be there we love mm. to tell the story on how you can being successful in this industry is not having the huge house and the, the huge car being successful in this mm. industry is doing what you love to do and being mm. able to support yourself your family and your oh. amazing dog um <laughs> so um how how has that been your journey and how did you get there because yeah. from the style of music I, i'll be honest with you i listened to some of the stuff prior mm. and i was not expecting you <laughs> so Interesting. yeah Interesting. uh yeah so how did so Curious. how did you wind up getting within the, the music industry itself, and what made you choose the independent life? Uh, I am. Uh, how did I get in the music industry? I am. Uh, I, I've just been kind of playing music my whole life. Sorry, my wife almost walked onto the the, the Zoom camera. Um, That's fine. Uh, hello, hello, Mrs. Kahulian. Mrs. Kahulian. Hello, Mrs. Kahulian. Says the says the the radio people of New Haven. <laughs> she has no response for you. Speaking of cribs, um, that's, so, that's about right. <laughs> <laughs> she has, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, speaking of cribs, this is welcome to the place where the the magic happens. You know, nice. I, I, I thought I thought this was uh, an episode of cribs. Is that is that not what this is? I mean, Dang. we can make it, it like now. a little episode. It of is cribs. now. You, yeah, you, okay. you have a nice background. So, <laughs> we see that we see the great guitar, the piano. Yeah. We, I think there's like a little award up top that window. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. Well, this is like this award right here. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of an award. It's it's when we made our first CD. I think CD Baby mailed us nice. a a, a uh, like a little plaque that was like, "Oh, you made your first CD or whatever." And so it's like, <laughs> I guess it's, it's an award to our our former selves. I guess. Um, I loved what you said, Easy, about uh, six about success being able to support yourself and. Do what you love to do. I mean, every okay. I'm gonna try and try and tie this all together right now and say, of course. Uh, so, okay, here we are in the cribs tour of the music room, which is just the air bedroom of you know my house um, that we rent in Eugene, Oregon. Um, and everything that you see here, from these sound panels to this piano or this guitar or you know. Some of the things behind me, I either made or you know got for like a bargain, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's that's part of the the joy for me is like the whole DIY aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love working on it. I love the process. The release is great, and you know connecting with people is kind of the whole point. But yeah, the whole money thing. I honestly don't don't want a lot of money. I want enough money to be able to make the stuff I want to make and to be able to yeah like support my family which currently is this dog that you may or may not be able to hear chewing on a bone right next to me and uh and uh my wife who who almost walked onto the camera in uh in a bathrobe <laughs> oh no yeah. that's a whole nother show that's a whole nother yeah show. This, this is yeah we, I was I was told no profanity and uh, keep yes. it PG for the radio yes. so uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I respect it thank you yeah there you go anyway, um <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just kind of rambling here. The, the original question, easy, was uh, was how how did I get here? How, Do I, yeah, yes. how did yeah. you get in, into especially the style in which you're doing mm-hmm. uh, music wise? You know, it is it's you know easily we turn on the radio, we're hearing the same stuff over and over again that's so recycled mm-hmm. and and regurgitated. You know, mm-hmm. and yes, Un- Uncle Frank Zappa said it the best: all original music's already been done by mm-hmm. uh, dead people in powdered wigs, but. Huh. Totally. How did you wind up in this journey 
of your style itself. And mm. what, you know, and now after that, since we've already rambled, how also did we mm. land upon the name? Mm. Yeah. Well, the name actually is a lot easier. It's just, that's, that is what my name is. Kahulan oh, okay. is, is my given legal first name, Kahulan. Okay. Um, and uh, it's a, it's a weird name. It's an old Irish name. It's an Irish myth. It's kind of like the Hercules of Ireland, if you will. Um, Cahulan, or how it's oft, more often pronounced over yonder in, in Ireland, or Cucullan means uh, the Hound of Cullen, um, okay. which is like this like ancient uh, you know province, basically where Belfast, Northern Ireland is, and Cahulan or Cucullan is like this you know very strong dude that uh, that kind of defended Ireland from invaders, and it mm-hmm. has become since the 20th century a symbol of Irish nationalist pride and strength and and stuff like that and uh, my parents were irish american i was raised irish catholic uh, they got really into the whole irish thing <laughs> so um yeah my, my parents decided to name me Cahulan and forever cursed me uh mm-hmm. for uh people on in substitute uh teachers in classrooms in uh, deli counters and say even on uh you know local independent radio it's just to have mm-hmm. trouble pronouncing it um, for the first several times that they pronounce it. <laughs> and uh, so it's, it's just my real name. And I was like, man, it's a really cool name. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to figure out. But once you figure it out, it's usually stuck there. Um, and, uh, I, you know, a, a lot of artists, in hindsight, it maybe would have been better to have like a stage name that was like cool, you know, like, like Smoke and Steel or, you know, something like that or you know, whatever. You know, or like something really like intriguing, you know, like death melon or something, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, but Kahulan is just like okay, the first album that I got under this name was in 2016. I was just like, mm-hmm. this is how I feel. This is a representation of me. It's just going to the artist is going to be me, Kahulan. And the album was also called Kahulan. Um, so that's the name. That's uh, it's, right. that a very long winded way of saying it's the only one I got easy. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> with it. Um, no, but there's so uh, many different dimensions behind that. Like, let, let's yeah, be honest. I agree. You know, the name comes from this really cool uh, folklore that comes from Ireland, and you know that this paid tribute so much so that you know there was the character in um, the 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 show about the dragons, Game of Thrones, that was called the Hound. Like, yeah, you totally. know, so let's be real. I mean, there's totally. there's. It's a really cool name to get saddled with, and I also my 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 legal last name is is kind of very similar to that. Where any type of substitute would be like, or at DMV, um, Mister, uh, yeah, no, that's me, that's me, yeah, yeah. that's fine, right. I yeah, know yeah. that's me. Um, yeah, so exactly. I, I totally I totally get that, and I love the yeah. fact that you're owning it. Totally. Now you know, as you just kind of blew my mind. So, sorry to interrupt, easy. You kind of just blew my mind that I I think you're right. I think the Hound in Game of Thrones is kind of because that figure of like this like super mm-hmm. strong man protector dude who like get eaten up and eventually has to sacrifice himself to save everybody else that is the the Kahulan yeah like tale so wow I, I i'm a huge game of thrones fan and just now until you just said that he said did not even think about that <laughs> i just made that up i just made that up i, I think I, you're I, right i think you're right <laughs> you gotta own that man you gotta own that don't, don't, don't just say you made it you gotta own it. Oh, all right well george Martin, george mm ss whatever his name is martin he uh-huh. talked to me all the time you know we, we're, we're friends we shot you know to quote uh you know ken jong uh you know we, we yes. shop at the same bj's uh uh-huh. so everyone, we share a membership can you, can, know, you George, can you ask George, George the next Martin. next time you talk with him? Can you ask him when he's going to come up with the books? <laughs> he, he actually said um, three weeks close to never, and the third yeah, Thursday okay. of every week. Dang. Okay. Cool. That's what I thought. George R oh. R Martin. Yes. Oh. Sorry. I do my little little nerd thing. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hold it <laughs> to get the whole energy off. <laughs> Thank you for fact checking. Yeah, <laughs> no you, know, you, you know, you never know. It's gonna be that one person. So what do we tell that person? And what do we tell that person? I'm gonna tell that person thank you for watching. Right. That's what I'm gonna tell that person, man. I'm I'm done reading hate mail. Don't send the hate mail to Preston, <laughs> it will be ignored. I'm just gonna say thank you for watching Dang. and thank you for being a part of this experience. Dang. That's all I'm gonna say. And Sorry, Preston, if you get a lot of hate mail. That's a bummer. I mean, it's my hate mail. Hate mail, <laughs> hate I, comments. Because I don't look at it. Mm-hmm. 
Listen. Oh Dang. my goodness. How do you handle the haters? How do you handle hecklers being a musician going out there, especially on the West Coast? I heard it's a tough crowd out there. Uh, it it kind of depends on the city. Mm. Um, to be completely honest, um, my shtick uh, when I'm on tour, so I usually, yeah. when I'm in town, I play with a band. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, usually I, in the past couple of years, I've been touring solo. And cool. um, uh, my, my shtick is very uh, participatory with the audience. I crack a lot of jokes and a lot nice. of my, perhaps, I don't know if easy could tell, I don't know. I guess the song "Antidepressants," which is the most recent single, it kind of toes the line between being depressing and uh, uh, maybe very funny. What's weird in, in live shows is that people kind of don't really know if they should laugh uproariously or cry um, during that song. Uh, it gets a very—it's very polarizing. Um, what I'm trying to say is that people heckle me all the time in performances, and actually, mm -hmm. I, I, I kind of encourage it in performances. Mm -hmm. um, I ask a lot of you know questions of the audience and you know try and incorporate some of that into into some of the the performances into some of the lyrics sometimes um but uh yeah i i welcome hecklers do i welcome <laughs> haters I, I, I feel like haters and hecklers are two different things um they could I, be I, yeah I, they could be when you think about it yeah because sometimes hecklers just want to just be a part of the show sometimes it's yeah. like i don't know like I kind of been a couple easy shows and um, easy will just entertain and just dance them to death. Like like different people handle it. You know, some people take it to heart. Some people not take it to heart. I like yeah. your answer though, because you don't take it to heart. You make it part of the show, which I think well, is very professional. The, th the thing, the thing about, I guess, I don't know my show and, yeah. me being up on stage is that a lot of my humor is pretty self-deprecating. So it's like, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're, heckling me in earnest like like hate on me like you're not going to do it any better than what i'm already doing to myself so mm. uh, y'all y'all just join the club but most <laughs> most most of the heckling is uh is is very positive i guess i'm very fortunate to not have encountered too many haters i was just trying to think about you know like have i encountered haters and i you know i'd say the place that i've encountered haters most of all is online i've Always. like a couple of years back i you know got like very low level viral on TikTok a couple times. And yeah. when that happens, it's, it's just like, it, it like, you know, it like attracts all of these comments from like all kinds of people that are just like, they, they have no idea who you are and they're just saying whatever they want to say. I'm like, whoa, okay, I gotta, I just gotta ignore that, separate myself from that and just focus on doing what I want to do and what I, what I know how to do best. Mm. So, yeah, I actually have some advice for when dealing with the haters online because they they're so safe. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. I mean, we're safe right now, hiding behind keyboards as well. But mm. they're so mm -hmm. safe because they don't have to deal with the natural repercussions. But when you start thanking them, mm. they start to really freak out. You know, mm. anytime that I get some something that goes somewhat viral on TikTok or or mm -hmm. Instagram or something like that, and the haters come flushing and rushing into into the comments, I'm like, hey, thank you for expanding my reach into the, the algorithm. Uh, yeah. You are my number one fan today. Huh. Um, and I just wanted to really thank you for that huh. because of your hard work that I am now reaching more people. Huh. Um, they don't like that at all. <laughs> um, but I, it, it seems to fit really well in your shtick. So mm -hmm. maybe you just take yeah. some of that stage banter, uh, you know, online and, and make them cry. Uh, no, or, you know, make them feel insecure enough that they have to take huh. antidepressants while listening to your incredible huh. single, Antidepressants. Thanks, man. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, I like what you did there. I really do. Appreciate that, easy. Yeah, I feel like you, even you know, on online in the comments, I feel like it's just and responding to audience members or fans or family members or whoever's listening to your music. It's just all about being honest. Um, and uh, you know, it's if that's true, like, hey, you're you're my number one fan today because you're the only one commenting on my stuff today. Thank you. <laughs> like <laughs> that's honest. And yeah, you're, being, you're just saying you're treating them like a human being as opposed to like mm -hmm. a, a faceless whatever on that. So yeah, no, I appreciate that, Easy. And uh, no and problem. Thank, that's what we're here for. Thanks for plugging the single, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we do yeah, we do I'm best, really, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm real good at the cheap pops and uh, and, and uh, promotional uh, things. There, self promotion. There I am. I am a. Uh, 
words I can't say technically on uh, on the radio. Uh-huh. But we'll uh-huh. say, we'll say a, a a lady of the night when it comes down mm-hmm. to self promotion. Mm-hmm. Self-promotion like WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made, EZ Blues is in the building. We got Coolin right here with us on Behind the Brand, representing the West Coast. We got a little East Coast, West Coast love. Easy. what's on your mind, buddy? What's on your mind? (laughs) What is on your mind? So um, I I love that you're you're 100% honest when it comes down to it. And and one of the the biggest songwriters that I love to quote on this show is Bob Dylan. If you're going to be an outlaw, you better be honest. Mm. Um, What Mm. made you want to be honest with your songs? And really, Mm. with the journey of just times, life isn't great. But if we Mm. put a catchy melody to it and you can dance along to it, what brought you on that journey? Dude, you've been asking. This is like the the third time you've asked this time question. I've asked this question, and, but I've and, dressed and, it up differently every time. Yeah. And I've been just the people like playing the home it. game. Yeah, <laughs> this way the people playing the home game wouldn't have known. Thanks for exposing us. Right? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm, ex- no I'm exposing the myself. Behind the curtain. Right? No, no, no. I appreciate you asking this question, and I'm the one who's being like kind of a, a nincompoop and and not not answering the question. Um, dude, Bob Dylan. It's it's funny you should you should Bob Dylan because he was definitely one of my first musical loves i remember putting on um putting on uh that that movie martin scorsese made no direction home i had the soundtrack and would go to sleep to that in uh, elementary school and middle school um and uh it's you know so many of his songs just like felt like they just like cut straight to the core of things and um and just felt like there was there were a movie but in a song um Mm -hmm. and uh He's a huge reason I do what I do. Um, I grew up in rural South Carolina. Um, I'm from Rock Hill, South Carolina. Even before that, before living in Rock Hill, I was I lived the first 11 years of my life in Sharon, South Carolina, where our nearest neighbor was a mile away. And we had like cows and chickens yeah. and goats. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, did you grow up in a, in a rural spot, Preston? Um, I was born in Virginia. So mm-hmm. like the first uh, couple years of my life, because uh, I it, it's crazy because my memory's like I remember stuff when I was like three years old, so it was like really insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to I had to be with my parents and like the nearest like stores and everything was just like miles and miles ahead. It was just like open mm-hmm. land, so like yeah. I had to decide my own fun. So I had to play with dogs and you know just like go out there and just try to find the nearest person to connect with and. Totally. Yeah, you know, you just got you just got to make it happen yourself. You know, know when you're down there. It's not like the luxury of being in a, in a city area. You know, where like a lot of stuff is close to you. So you know, yeah. Um, yeah. a lot of people don't take a lot of people don't see like the good stuff in front of them. You know, because <laughs> right. down south, yeah. like, it's open. It really is. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to you have to amuse yourself. I remember, yeah, making up songs, playing around outside for hours as a kid and you got, you know, yeah. you have all this time that you don't really have in cities where you, you know, you have to get to go to the grocery store. It's like, it might be like a half hour drive, yep. go to school. It might be like 45 an hour. So you just like, you get to like daydream, think about what people said, think about what you said to people, think about your crush or, you know, you know, all these important, you know, I, I think it's definitely, it definitely, that rural upbringing is a big part of my sound, big part of, this like folksy country Americana thing that I'm doing growing up in the South was a big part of that mm-hmm. singing in church choir and, you know, just being this kind of like daydreamy, you know, I don't know, rural kid. Um, it's, it's a big part of, I think where I, where I get, where I, how I sound, where that, where that comes from. Um, you know, started playing singing in choirs and, uh, playing in bands and in middle school and high school and stuff like that all through college sang in acapella and um, taught myself uh, most of most of the instruments that I play. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of started writing songs in my like late teenage years. Um, yeah. And was, uh, yeah, been playing kind of folk music for, for a while. Um, yeah. Something about a guitar and uh, acoustic instruments have kind of always drawn me. Don't get me wrong. I, I can get down with like a trap beat and like electronic EDM stuff. Um, I don't really know how to make that that well, or make it <laughs> sound compelling. Um, right. But uh, I just love, I love acoustic instruments and right. um, 
yeah, I don't know, something about my, I guess my mom really loved Elton John and Jimmy Buffett and Billy Joel and, uh, you know, Cat Stevens and Bob mm-hmm. Dylan. Um, and uh, those singers are a huge, huge part of, I think, my internal like melody, har- harmony clock that ticks inside of me. Um, yeah. The funny and... part, they're all solo artists, too. And it's funny because like we're, we're picking back off what you said. Well, I'm picking back, not easy. I'm picking back off what you said a little bit earlier in the broadcast um, about crowd control. Like Billy mm-hmm. Joel, I seen like one of his concerts like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That man can. Oh, my good. Can conduct an army. Yeah. <laughs> like he's so good when it comes totally. to just like com- getting command from the crowd and then like the people behind him. Like it's insane. Totally. So like. Yeah. When you mention those well, people, it makes sense. Well, what's interesting is a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of that comes from playing the smaller shows. If there wasn't yeah. the, you know, we we heard we heard it in the song "Piano Man," but if he wasn't playing that piano bar on, you know, a Friday night True. with a whole bunch of people that were just there to drink for no other reason than they were miserable, right. and would not be able to control an audience at Madison Square Garden. I say this all the time. The people that fully last are the people that are out there grinding the whole mm. time, playing the never ending books, playing, you know, the, those spots mm. that, that that have more tiny and can do it more on that every person basis, mm. you know, because then, you know, when, when someone's two feet from you and could possibly punch you in the jaw and tells you where to go, mm. um, it's a lot. You, you've got to be a lot more than someone who's got to go through nine layers of security, totally. 30 other thousand people and hopefully, you know, jump up onto the stage to get to get you there. It's a lot easier to be like, hey, buddy, good luck, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. But when you're, when you're dealing with it on the smaller basis, it's it's a lot. It's a lot realer. And again, mm. we don't pour salt in anyone else's hustle. The, these other have worked their entire careers to play these type of um events i would give certain parts of anatomy to Hmm. play these type of events and yes Hmm. i am somewhat a bitter jealous musician and you know we'll put the (laughs) haterade on and be like but why not me you know Mm -hmm. so i i truly understand that you know but you actually take that and it's it's not it's not an act for you Hmm. um where you know, you have the self-deprecation aspect of it that applies to your songwriting as well. That mm. is a piece of your actual personality. You know, we talk about it on the show a lot. You know, to truly market yourself properly is mm. to follow the professional wrestling guide. And it's mm. taking your own personality and turning it up to 11. Yeah. And just being super you, you know. How did you stumble on Yeah. How do you stumble on that? Oscar Wilde. Yes. There we go. Yeah. You, you know, you know the quote where it's like, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. Yep. Um, yep. From, from Oscar Wilde. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, I teach a bunch. Um, I teach, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of different musical instruments and also songwriting and, um, in my songwriting courses, one of which by the way is, uh, coming up here in October, um, Ooh. online on Zoom if anybody wants to tune in. Um, but one of the things that, yeah, we, the, we we teach using this book by a friend of mine wrote it, Mike Erico, the mm-hmm. the the, uh, the field guide for the advancing songwriter, music lyrics and life, or something like that. I, I think that's the title. I've got it here. Anyways, he, yeah, he says basically that like take take yourself and turn it up to eleven. Be as you as you can be, and the more you you are, the more you know satisfied you're going to be with your product, and then also. People will see that, hear it reflected back in themselves and, and identify with it. And, you know, maybe it's not going to sound like Dua Lipa. Maybe it's not going to sound like Katy Perry. Maybe it's not going to mm-hmm. sound like all the stuff that, you know, Morgan Wallen, like the, the artists that you hear on the radio. But they're doing them. They're sounding like them. And that's great. And only someone can sound like Easy. Only someone can sound like Kahulan. Um, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with this record. This, this uh, I guess I should maybe say a little something about this record. And that is that, uh, so antidepressants is the second single off of it. First one was called new year, new you. And it came out in, uh, in August. No, I think it was like Labor Day weekend, like September or something. Um, it's, this album is 20 minutes long and it's 20 songs long. Each song wow. is pretty much exactly 60 seconds. It's called minute to win it. Um, and maybe this is me being as me 
me as possible. Who knows? Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of obsessed with time these days, ever since the pandemic. Um, and uh, also my attention span seems to be shortening the more I spend time on my phone. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, let me just, I can't, I can't deal with the two minute songs. Uh, and I'm just going to see how much song I can pack into a minute. Um, mm -hmm. the, the album is called Minute to Win It. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, well, without spelling it out, here I go. I'm just spelling it out for everybody. Um, that the, you know, TikTok and social media are, are ruling uh, the music industry right now. And you might as well keep it short and sweet, you know, the shorter the better. Um, and also, uh, Spotify monetizes after 30 seconds. So why would I, why would I give you seven minutes of song? I'm just kidding. The, the, the next album that's coming out next year has like a six minute song on it. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm contradicting myself. But, well, you, you are, but you aren't. Hold on, because because I, I want to give you a little bit of, of flowers for that, because that's something that that we've been talking about on this show for for a long time. You know, mm -hmm. the music industry has completely evolved and at some points devolved. Um, and there are so many other ways that now we can go out there and put our music out for the entire world uh, to listen to. Mm -hmm. And catering to TikTok is not a bad thing. When mm -hmm. we shot our last music video, I was literally really in the director's face saying every 15 seconds something mm. has to change if mm. the image is static for 15 seconds we're done we have 15 seconds worth of an attention span to catch that that, that viewer and that's it so every 15 Hello. seconds better change um Hello. and actually was one of our most successful music videos because we were catering to the audience because we understood what was necessary now yes. we still were able to say what we wanted to say yeah. We just did it in, you know, more of a di uh, a super digestible um, TikTok Freudian type of way. Yes, we're going to coin that word now too. TikTok Freudian. It's going to be on the new behind the brand shirts. TikTok um, Freudian. Mm. Yeah, I just, this this <laughs> dude. I I so so appreciate. There is that pressure to be like, yeah, yeah um, well, n not only for the audience but for myself. I, if, if fifteen seconds, things are the same. I'm bored. You know, and mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, I have to keep myself excited about this stuff. Um, currently, so the music's been done for almost a year, but uh, um, and it's coming out. The full album's out November third, which holy moly is coming up. That's just over a month away. Um, we've got one more single coming out on Halloween weekend. It's kind of a nice, cute Halloween thing um, called One Candy Bar. Um, <laughs> And it's based on a true story. Um, and uh, can you give a little background on that story? Because that that, that oh, yeah, kind no, of I hit myself and easy. Okay. Well, um, I hope it's a miniature candy bar because it fits the theme of the record. Oh man, so that'd be well. great. Oh, you, you, you better, every, everything about this record is small. And I love yeah. it. I love it. This is great. Like, what candy bar was it? Was it? Sni oh. I, please tell us what candy bar. Right, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. It was a Snickers. Oh, so I was um, say that too. Oh, okay. So do you guys? My so my wife, the one who almost walked in on the Zoom call uh, in, a bath, in a bathrobe. She's a sociologist. Okay, um, cool. Uh, for for the listeners who are tuning in right now, being like, oh, "What a sociologist!" I dig it because she's been doing this this program for five years, and I only figured out a couple weeks ago what she's been doing this whole time. Um, in short, if I can explain sociology. It's mm -hmm. like you go and you study, it's academia, you know, you study a group of people, you take notes and you, uh, you tell other people what that first group of people. And when I figured that out, I was like, man, I could do that. Yeah, how, that's, how hard is that? You know? Um, so the song one candy bar is kind of my field report, my, my notes from uh, Halloween last year when this mm -hmm. one kid, it was just this one like fraction of a moment that I observed and um, is this one kid, he had already taken a candy bar uh, mm -hmm. out of, out of, out of the, the pot. And the rule was, you know, every kid gets one, one candy, one candy bar per kid. And I asked him, did you, did you already, did you already get your candy bar? And I saw him pause for like two seconds, stare at me. And he was, I could see the gears in his head turning, you know, like, do I, do I tell the truth? Because I'm supposed to tell the truth and I can be a good person or do I lie? And right. do I get an extra candy bar? Because 
I could, I could tell this guy whatever and I'm getting, I can get an extra candy bar and it's great. And ultimately after five seconds of like sitting there, like debating his options, he was like, yes, I already got my candy bar. And then he ran away. And, but oh. he, he only, he only got one candy bar for telling yeah. the truth. He didn't, he didn't get rewarded for telling the truth. Hmm. Um, which was just like this little teeny tiny little moment that right. That's the story of the song. The song is 45 seconds long. <laughs> and... Well, no, but see, I love that story, too, because, you know, it, it goes back to the, the Chris uh, the Chris Rock skit many, 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 many moons ago, and we'll date ourselves for this. You know, everyone wants that credit for just doing the right thing. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I've never been to jail. You're not supposed to go to jail. I've, you know, I take care of my kids. You're supposed to take care of your kids. I mm -hmm. didn't lie about getting that candy bar. You're not supposed to lie about getting that candy bar. You know, so to, to expect an award or a reward for something that you're just genuinely supposed to do, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a little silly. It's a mm -hmm. little silly. So mm -hmm. I love the fact that the kid didn't get an extra candy bar. I love yeah. the fact that the reality is, rewarded. you know, he did the right thing and he did the right thing only because it was the right thing to do. Boom. That's 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 what I hope the song makes people feel. It's just a little teeny tiny little story. That's. This whole album in its when it is just teeny tiny little stories, little, mm -hmm. little vignettes. And the, the idea is where it's going to be a visual album. So each one is going to have a little, a little music video that hopefully loosely ties together into like a little movie. But How sold are you on in it to a uh, uh, minute to it? Minute to win it. Is it like, uh, is, is all the, is all the, is all the promotion stuff already out? All the promotion stuff already out. Minute? Vignette to win it. Vignette to win it. Wow, easy. I, I might use that. I might. Maybe that's maybe that's the name of the movie. Vignette to win Ooh. it. Let's go. Giddy <laughs> up. The, al the album's minute to win it. Vignette to win it. Wow. Dig it. it. Dig it. It's the it's the twenty video um, compilation, kind of similar to uh, uh, Trapped in the Closet. Mm. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna oh, do <laughs> Trapped in the Closet. Well, I forgot about that. <laughs> Speak, speaking of <laughs> yeah. videos um there's a video on youtube <laughs> called sing in the shower um oh. how stressful was it filming it because you had to film <laughs> yourself in in four different positions in that bathroom with different instruments was it yeah. crazy filming it please tell me about that process so the filming was actually not the hard part it was the cloning myself and then mm -hmm. uh getting rid of all the clones that was the really hard part uh, no, okay I'm, I'm, pig farm pig farm work, pig farm work. <laughs> no, i'm just kidding for those of you who are listening in right now he's yes. describing probably my most viewed youtube thing which was my tiny desk contest submission mm -hmm. uh two years ago and um what i did was uh i played four different instruments in my bathroom i'd say the most stressful part about that uh, it wasn't the turning the shower on and getting wet during one of the takes. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the cramming myself into different corners playing the song. Uh, it was, uh, I had mm -hmm. to take over the bathroom for like four hours and there's only one wow. bathroom in this house. <laughs> and so <laughs> my, my wife was not super, super stoked about that. And, but she was very supportive and very understanding. And also like, you know, I couldn't really use the bathroom for four hours. It was just like, okay, there's a, there's a time pressure here. We got, we got to get, right. I got like max two takes on this and we, we got to move on to the next thing. And, mm. but, um, yeah, the, the NPR folks, um, seem to like that. And I don't know, cool. the, the tiny desk contest community has been very, very supportive and wonderful to me over the past. I've, I've, I've submitted a video, um, to the, the NPR tiny desk contest every year that it's been out. Still haven't won. <laughs> I don't expect oh. to win. But going getting back to what you said earlier, easy. It's not about winning. It's about how you play them out. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and it just seems like you won because it was a job well done with the video. I mean, you really oh, took thanks. your time with it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, shout out to NPR. They're doing a great job with musicians. I mean, just yeah. with the whole... I forgot like 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 little small like classroom they have with the little like exactly. the, tiny yeah like stuff, yeah. the tiny, tiny desk stuff yeah absolutely yeah the, and, doing a great and job. quick shout out to Bob Boylan mm -hmm. the creator of all songs considered in Tiny Desk he just announced yeah. his retirement last week oh, and after, after thirty five years of of uh, you know kind of changing the scene for independent music in mm -hmm. America and the worldly so yes yeah, um, I've, I've uh, Pour one out for the homie. Yeah, I've never <laughs> met him. I've I've been in the same space as him a couple times, but uh, you know, I'm just 
extremely grateful to him. I used to live in DC. I lived in DC for, for, um, for about four years from 2014 to 2018. That's, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I got my start. DC has this insane, really wonderful house scene, house show music mm-hmm. scene. Um, mm-hmm. And before my band could get like gigs at a venue, we just got gigs at our, in our friend's living room and like, you know, 80 people would come pack it and whatever would have a, a, a baller time. Um, but Bob Boylan has a, has a special place in, in my heart, as well as I think every, everybody on the DC music scene and, and much more, much more than that, people around the world. Um, I just, I want to take this moment to, to thank that dude for, uh, for doing everything that he's done for, for music. Honestly. And I want to take this moment to say WNHHLP 103.5 FM New Haven, myself, Preston, and my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City made EZ Blues is in the building with the oh. nice moves. Easy Blues. Nice. Macarena, bro. Macarena. Macarena. Oh, man. Um, Macarena. Woo, I'm you old. got to. You got to. Look, <laughs> at any point in time, if I can Macarena, I'm going to Macarena. But, you know, <laughs> what, what, what's watching. really amazing uh, uh, about the, the entire thing is, is – you are as much of a music historian as you are uh, as a music contemporary. And I think that is one of the biggest things that we lose when we start to really pursue this as a career. And Mm. I love how you also talked about how to supplement your income while Mm. being a performing musician. Mm. You know, you're not just going out there every single night playing every single bar humanly possible until you're completely done and and burnt out and and want to go home and cry. You know, Mm -hmm. you're sitting here, you're establishing classes, you're teaching people not only instrumentation, not only how to play the instrument, not only the theory behind the instrument, the music itself, but Mm -hmm. how to take that into contemporary writing. Mm -hmm. What brought that path onto you? Because I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of young musicians right now that didn't realize that path is even open Mm -hmm. and a good way to supplement their income. Yeah. Um, well, I love teaching. I th- thanks for asking that question, Easy. I, I, no matter what happens in the future with my music career or my life or whatever, I hope that I get to keep teaching something because I love teaching. Um, I love working with learners and seeing people grow and gain confidence in a new skill, and I love watching that light come on in people's eyes when they, when they figure something out for the first time or, you know, they get over a hump that they've been, uh, they've been really struggling with. Um, I've been teaching in some form or another, like most of my life, you know, tutoring uh, people, uh, teaching music for about a decade, um, lessons in classrooms, um, in workshops, songwriting camps. Um, shout out to, uh, to DC. Again, I used to, um, my, my first songwriting camp called Camps Camp, the C-A-M-P-S, Cassiopeia Academy of Music Performance and Songwriting. Um, and the, that those kids in uh, D.C. hold a special place in my heart for that. Um, how, the question was, though, Easy. Again, I keep like skirting around your questions. It's like, all right, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate I appreciate the journey you're taking us on. And yeah. understand that this yeah. is kind of like having a conversation with myself. So yeah. I've, I'm following whether the rest of the audience is or not. Great. I don't care because this is a great conversation. Yeah, great. Like we're we're keeping up track. Everybody's keeping track. Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. So I just wanted to make sure. So no, we were right sure. like, going he's, well. he's keeping tabs. She's like, get, get to the point. Get to the point. Uh, not a, that's not this show. That I know that there's there's a whole bunch of interview shows. It's like we've got this time. Get to the point and move forward. We're like, if the point lands, that's cool. How are you mm-hmm. today? That's kind of like how the show is. And and but, worst um, case scenario, we'll just have you on again for a part two. You know, well, there you go. There we go. That's all. Forget, about it. forget about this it. This is good. This <laughs> is good chemistry. I, I'm I'm appreciating this. But well, no, the, the real question was, you know. Um, what made you want, uh, what made you understand that there's a, uh, how to supplement your income mm. by also still being an artist, you know, mm. you're still mm. a musician, mm-hmm. you're just, you know, you're treating it like, as we've always been told, it's not a real job, but mm-hmm. here, sir, it's a real job. Totally. So, uh, I, I also, be- before, I, before I launched into that, I do want to tell people who might be listening in who are musicians and who want to be a musician that uh, you don't have to you don't have to be doing music full time to be a musician. A- anybody who's who's making music by themselves or with their friends or going to a jam session or performing at an open mic, you're a musician. And don't let anybody tell you you're not. 
Um, and just by making music, you are a musician. And um, being a being paid to make music uh, doesn't make me any more of a musician than anybody else. Um, that being said, you know, uh, for anybody who's a weekend warrior having a day job um, and, you know, playing music on the side or on nights and weekends, they're musicians. I was doing that for, for years. And, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, somewhere, you know, uh, to be completely honest, when I was growing up, when I was that daydreamy kid in rural South Carolina, I thought I was going to be like a scientist or an engineer or something, you know, because I was like, I was a total nerd. You know, I asked for extra homework. I sat at the front of, it was kind of like easy here, just kind of like eager, you know, sitting in the front of class, like ready mm-hmm. to take an information from the teacher. And mm-hmm. exactly. And, um, and I even, you know, did the science and engineer day job thing for like four or five years there. Um, and uh, somewhere around 2016, I mm-hmm. can't really remember what happened that year, but uh, something changed for me and adding numbers up for someone else didn't really add up for me anymore. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to do this music thing and just give it a shot. And I remember I was on a, a, a plane back home from some work trip that I was on and I, I wrote up my, my parents uh, this like five letter, you know, five page letter that was like, um, hey, mom and dad, I kind of want to give it a shot and see if I can m- do this music thing full time, see if I can pay the bills, see if I can make it sustainable. I'm going to give myself a year. And I, I remember I, I had like a budget in there and I was mm-hmm. like, here's why I want to do this. You know, I kind of actually want to go back and read that letter just to see like, you know. I was just going to say, I think you should totally go back to, to that to that letter and yeah. make a record out of it. Totally, you know, totally. Like yeah. at least an EP, like a five song EP with right. part of that letter structure in in the writing itself. I think that yeah. that is that is really cool. And I am a complete and total music nerd, so like yeah. I would buy that. I would buy that in a heartbeat. I, I want that on vinyl. I'll be honest. That's how much yeah. of a music nerd I am. I feel yeah. like that needs to be on vinyl. Totally. Yeah, I, you're totally right. There's totally like some emotional weight in that uh in, in that letter for for me for sure I, I should that's a great idea easy actually honestly but i, I sent it to them and you know my parents were like go for it dude and right. that, that was uh i left my day job in uh may 2019 mm-hmm. um i said i was gonna give it a year and then you know if a year goes by you know well everybody knows what happened Oh yeah, no, you picked the wrong. You did exactly what we, what we did. Yeah, you know, with, yeah. with, with with SP, we were like, "Yo, 2020 is our year. It's gonna be hmm. what? We can't play any shows. What? We, yeah. we what? 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 We we can't even practice together. What? Right. What? Yeah, are, you, yeah. are you are you kidding me? Like my totally. entire, and then the bands that like we were trying to hook up with, so because they were more successful than us, and we wanted to yeah. steal their thunder, they right. broke up. So right. we're like, oh, what are we gonna totally. do now? Right. You know. I, it, it happened to so many bands and artists that I know, and it's just such a like like it, it really was an inflection point, a, tur- a turning point for so many people. Like bands that I saw, you know, kind of going like this, like on the up and up, on the rise, like like had these massive tours planned out, or you know, mm-hmm. records they were going to like roll out, and you know, sounds like maybe you you empathize with this easy, and then just like it just it would force a change of priorities on people. And um, anyways, but I have to well, force a change of priorities anyway, right exactly. now. I was yeah, just, what's just up, Preston? Say the same because thing. because uh, Apollo Curran change, yeah. is coming in and we have to reel it and we have to stop this whole great conversation. But I'd like to get you on oh. again because I think oh, we only just like right. scratched the surface. And also, I like, yeah. we, should, we should exchange contact information because I, like, I feel like you and I could learn a lot from each other. Like, totally. like, I don't say yeah. that to everybody on the show. Oh, I appreciate that easy. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, I totally would love to be. Uh, Preston's got my number. Maybe we can get on a Absolutely. group chat. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Um, just before we get off, um, just uh, three things that you are thankful for, um, either professionally or personally. And mm. um, please give your social media information and everything so someone yes. wants to contact you to reach out to you. Go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Totally. Wow. Love that. Maybe I'll do that in reverse. Okay, ah. so... Uh, Thank you so much, Preston. Uh, social media is going to be Kahulan music everywhere. Uh, Kahulan is spelled C. It's spelled exactly like it doesn't sound. <laughs> so, uh, we actually had T-shirts that were like 
spelling and pronunciation guides for a little while now. Yeah. Those are sold out, but C U C H U L A I N Lane is look is how it looks like it's spelled, but Kahulan. Anyways, it's on Instagram, Spotify, I'm all over the internet, all the places you find music people. Um, and uh, man, I love this three things you're grateful for. Or one of the things I love to do with the camps that I'm teaching, and honestly, with most most of my friends, is like after we do some big like do a quick rosebud thorn, you know, and this is mm-hmm. so much better because it's just rose, 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 you know, just like exactly. the, the three things you're great. Okay. Three things I'm grateful for right now. I'm grateful for people like you who are taking time out of their lives to support independent music. Appreciate and, you. You, know, uh, you don't have to be doing this and you're <laughs> giving me a platform to spout and ramble and talk about myself and this weird art that I make. Um, so I appreciate that. That's thing number one. Grateful thing number two for my dog um, put out. Yeah. Uh, that's right. Uh, my dog, I, I released a song called My Dog, and that was the tour that we went all around the country and played in New Haven for. Um, and uh, yeah, the, Willie also came with us on that tour, which was just, it was the best tour. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and third thing, I'm grateful for um just the fact that i get to do this and and you know i'm alive i'm healthy i get to make music and this yeah this is what i uh, have been doing for a while and so grateful for 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 the listeners out there who, who, who make what i do possible um Amen. and so thank you guys so much for having me of if course talk man. again great you know if not this was a pleasure Definitely. oh no we're gonna talk again we, we, we're yeah. best friends now it's a pleasure knowing you. Uh, it was a pleasure learning about your journey. And we hope this is the end of, honestly, chapter one. We're looking at how chapter two is going to sound for you because you look you have a great um, destiny ahead of you. Uh, we appreciate your yeah. time. You're very welcome on WNHH LP 103.5 FM New Haven. Myself, Preston, with my partner in crime, Long Island Rays, Elm City Made, EZ Blues. Thank Blues. you, everybody. I wish you would take antidepressants, but I can't tell you that. I wish you would take antidepressants, but I can't tell you that. Your body's your body, your mind is your mind. Sometimes things get a little out of whack. I wish you would take antidepressants, but I can't tell you that. I wish I could take a piece of that monkey and pull it off your back. I wish I could take a piece of that monkey and pull it off your back. Everybody needs a little bit of help when they're under attack. I wish I could take a piece of that monkey and pull it off your back. Because I couldn't make it without you. You could use a comeback. I wish you would take antidepressants, but I can't tell you that.